the warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hi, I'm Bex, and I'm a primary school teacher who's taught across the age ranges and also work in further education as well, so training the next generation of teachers too. And I'm Chris Hudson, I'm a retired teacher, author and teacher trainer, and I'm very excited to be here today. And today we are exploring what English we can teach with this week's story based on characters from the Bible. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Barabbas the Bandit. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated beautifully by Ellie Booth Bentley, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time, and even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Bex, Chris and Barabbas. And we're looking at some English today. So um, who's who's raring to go with this one? Who wants to? Can I, can I sir? Can I, sir? <laughs> what I like um, about the story, Barabbas the Bandit, is it really develops the narrative from a point of view. It takes one particular character and then develops the narrative What's going to happen next? What's that character feeling? What are they noticing about them? And the writing writing in the first person is a classic way of telling stories because it shows the development of the character mm. through the feelings and their responses. And one thing we can do with children, of course, is ask, what's he feeling at different points? Now, with younger children, of course, they might be sad or happy, but it's nice to think that we can develop a broader vocabulary for emotions. Actually, the film Inside Out is very good for that. So they could be developing the story and maybe conveying the the, the progression with an emotions graph with a line going up or down to show the heartbeat going up and down or the stress. Mm -hmm. We could start off with happy and sad, but actually are there other words apart from happy and sad? You know, you can use emojis, you know, the the basic um, Mm -hmm. little faces for this. One concern I have is that because the Easter story is quite, it, at one level, is quite complicated. We need to, given the essentials of the Easter of the Easter story, which for me goes from Palm Sunday, then the Last Supper, then the arrest, the trial, mm. crucifixion, death, and for Christians, the resurrection as well. Separately to that, but certainly with Barabbas's story, the story of the emotions, really is a useful way to go. Yeah. And an English task I'd like them to take is take a different character like Simon Peter or Mary Magdalene or Mary, the mother of Jesus, and give them one particular bit of the Bible story. It might be uh, Simon Peter at the Last Supper or Mary Magdalene at the uh, resurrection Hmm. and work through their thoughts, their emotions. Now, of course, if you're asking children to write about this, they're going to need a lot of sentence starters. You know, when I first went to the, or I was feeling, or when I arrived, I noticed, somebody said I replied, and some children will need more than others. But to tell it from a point of view is a very useful exercise in itself. Mm. 
Yeah, and there are a couple of ways that you can do that. So you you can use first person, which is Mm -hmm. almost like acting, really, where you take on the character and you you give it a go that way. Um, And then you've got the perspective I chose here, which is, I think, traditionally called third person close, where you are almost (laughs) like a a cameraman on the shoulder of the character. And I I personally um, prefer that for a story like this one, partly because it does give you the opportunity to come out and um, almost question the character's choices in a way that you couldn't if you were actually first person because you yes. you, know, you you are making the choices you're, you're just stating your reasons but also with a story like this where the main character is such an anti-hero mm. i'd be a little bit concerned i think about um trying to bring people a little bit too close into that mind and all of the the thoughts in the in the first instance that's a very good distinction i've never heard a third person close oh okay but yes it, 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 it's brilliant because as you say it separates out from the mindset of somebody who's not necessarily nice. That's mm. very good. I've never heard it done before in all my years of teaching, but I, I'd almost want to go and discuss it with some year sixes or year fives and say, okay. Yeah, well, ha- have you heard about it, Bex? Have you heard about third person close? No, I haven't heard about it before, but okay. yeah. It's really- there, there are, uh, to my knowledge anyway, there are three forms of third person because there's third person close, which is, like I say, you're, you're literally like a, a cameraman in on the shoulder of one person it's it's basically first person but written as if it's third um then mm. you've got i forget its name actually but there's sort of like a, a let's call it generic third person where you're more like a cameraman in the room so you you you're still focused on one particular point of view most of the time but you are in that room and then for the next scene you might go and be in a different room and you're focusing on a different person, that kind of thing. Um, And then there is third person omnipresent, um, which is where you are literally able to jump inside any character's head in the room at any time. Um, which if you think, you know, Victorian literature, George Eliot, Charles Dickens, that's kind of the way they tended to write. They didn't necessarily follow one character all that closely. They'd very happily give you the thoughts inside the head of anybody. Um, And of course, all of these points of view have their strengths and weaknesses. Yes, the omnipresent one gives you the chance to say everything that's going on so people can get a clear idea. But that can also be really confusing and make a story less clear because you know you're you're not necessarily following one emotion graph you're trying to retain lots of different emotion graphs at the same time yes yeah so yeah help helping your children to navigate those different perspectives you've given me another idea straight off which i hadn't written down but it's just coming to me now that that's how this podcast works sorry that's how it works (laughs) it's um right children if you were going to make a pitch for a film project You had to go to producer with Mm. a script and you're going to be telling the story of Barabbas from Barabbas's, she'll say, point of view, point of view, third perspective, whatever we like. And, okay, what's your title going to be? What's your main theme? This is a film actually about what? What's going on? And what are your key plot points going to be? What's in the opening scenes, the closing scenes? What's your climactic scene? Mm. What, are there any particular actors you'd want to play certain characters? Yeah, yeah. And uh, who's your likely audience for this? I think making a film pitch for this, uh, for your story, would be rather fun. 
children yeah. would quite enjoy. Maybe uh, they could then actually have to present it to the rest of their class. And uh, could they actually film it? We can do that these mm. days. Um, That's a brilliant <laughs> idea. And then send you up with so many life skills as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. All right, okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> no, it's a really good one. Um, I was just thinking that how you could take your emotion tracking, so I'd written down about um, emotions and what the characters are thinking and feeling um, and just like linking that into um, early years and key stage one. We use a lot of um, thought bubbles, speech bubbles, so you would put up a picture yes. from the story of, yeah. a mo- of a key moment and have like thought bubbles and speech bubbles, but before you'd, you got the children to write down, you would have them in like a freeze frame of that part of the story mm. and you go and thought tap them tap them on the heads and get them to say what they're thinking or feeling and then you could get them to write that down and so you obviously expect more complex writing from your year twos than you would from your early years children and then we do a lot of emotion graphs so again linking back into what everybody's been talking about where you um literally have a a, you know a happy face and a sad face Mm -hmm. and on a like continuum and you put pictures from the story on the bottom and you mm. can look at different characters and then you look at how each different characters are feeling at different points in the story and again as you um you were saying chris actually sometimes you would get sad and then you'd go to the children okay that's sad's in word prison now you can't have sad and then uh, <laughs> yeah, so you've got like to go and find phrase. better a better synonym so particularly for your year twos actually how do we make our writing really crispy and nice and the Emotions graph, like, is a really simple yet really effective uh, tool that I've used all the way from early years to year six to track different characters and different stories. So, mm. um, can can I send it and it be uploaded to the? Yeah, of course you can. Because it's a really, it's just a really useful and um, really useful tool. That would be fab to have in our resources. Thank you. Can I just throw in an idea with Bex with mm. the emotions? One thing I often do with children just before I start doing any kind of storytelling is we do we sing the song. Mm. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. But then we throw in some other emotion words. Oh, nice. If you're sad. And ask the children for other emotion words. If you're frustrated. If you're frustrated and you know it, stamp your feet kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting how you can sort of develop the vocabulary with that song. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I like that. Um, and just then thinking of other other English things, you know, I could go on. So I've written them all on my uh, extra ones on the plan, but I know that yeah. we need to make sure that I'm I'm good and don't give you a million English ideas. <laughs> um, I, I would really, really like the children to write some kind of newspaper report about um, the release of Barabbas. So like Ooh. you can get the children to interview him and um, yes. like you can hot seat um, <laughs> Barabbas. Yeah. So that can be, it could be any year group could um, do this, but I was really thinking of the um, Key Stage 1 children. So they love an adult in role. They love becoming the characters. So just getting them into roles. So you can interview Barabbas. You could interview the eyewitnesses. You could interview the people in the crowd or the judge. You could interview um, anybody you like. Um, You can talk about, like, let's get a really good headline. It could be a a shared write if you're in early years. So you could do the actual writing and the children can give you the ideas. Um, And in year two, you might give them some sentence starters or a word bank. And and year one, find some happy medium in the middle depending on how able your children are so really thinking about what it would be like to be there and I've just put a little note actually the children need to have some understanding of the context of the time period that Mm. they're Mm. looking at to Mm. be able to write a really good newspaper report so just thinking about actually okay what would it be like so they'd need to maybe watch some clips of 
um, Roman times or Roman trials or like obviously at this point you could use the clips from the um, Jesus of Nazareth film um, obviously not too much mm. you'd need to be really careful with what you showed to the Indeed. smaller mm. children but I really I thought a newspaper report would be great because they love thinking about headline you could get the children to write their own headline and then you could do a shared write of the actual text with your early years and year ones but yeah I th- thought Great opportunity to do a kind of non-chronological report in the form of a newspaper. Excellent. Love a, love a non-chronological report. Mm. <laughs> it is good. Um, and another another thing for um, English for our younger children, so our early years to year two, is getting them to sequence the picture, the story using pictures and then to either write words or sentences. So you'd muddle up the pictures and they'd have to sequence them from beginning to end and like write, they could write words like, um, you know, scorpions or stole fruit, mm-hmm. um, mm. basic words up to like whole sentences and then I was thinking how to challenge your um high prioritainers in year two you could get them to create an extra joke so that you <laughs> between the two um <laughs> between two of the jokes you could say yes. okay he's going to do something else what could he do what might happen so they'd, ha- they'd have the understanding of context um and yeah and then you could even then challenge them further to write rewrite the story Barabbas is now in your class in our school what jokes might he play and what might he get in real trouble for yeah I, mm. I wonder whether um the safest way to do that would be to pause the story after the jokes or maybe just before the restaurant joke yeah. or something like that yeah. um mm. so that uh, they get to have a go at making up the joke Jokes before you talk about the consequences. Yeah. Because I, I think if you were to tell the whole story and then go back to do the jokes, you might be shifting their focus a little bit too much yeah. on the, you know, let's yeah. go and... You know I love a good story, pause. So, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, pause the story. And um, the other resource that I'm going to ask if we can upload is one called... Um, there's something called Tell Me Questions by Aidan Chambers. Um, and it's all about getting the children to really think about what they've heard in the story and it mm-hmm. links back to what our first episode that we did with this story about getting children to really unpick like what puzzles them about the story what are they interested in which That's characters good. they like what do they like and dislike and I just thought actually it's a really good resource and yeah. it can be linked used for any year group for any of the um, stories that you're using mm-hmm. so it's just another great resource to get children talking and thinking really what's going on what's happening digging a little bit deeper and as we know for our early years we need to give them lots of opportunities to talk about things because they're not as ready to put it down on paper mm. um, but they soon will be the more you get them yes. talking the yes, more they, they want yes. to they soon yeah. will be. it comes we want them talking can i just throw in the whole of using uh, this story to inspire poetry i'm um, thinking particular haiku or tanker mm. in which they can go to a particular moment and draw together the particular nouns, particular adjectives, particular verbs that are the most powerful Mm. and come up with a powerful thought Mm. as a short poem. Hmm, that's good always forget poetry can't we Often yeah, we can forget yeah. It, but actually it's a really easy way particularly for those children who don't like writing at length yes. it's a really yeah. quick way of getting children to feel successful as writers so that's a great Indeed. idea and you can also illustrate it mm. once it's yeah. done but sometimes some children can misuse it by just throwing in any old words mm. providing it fits the five lines mm. sorry five yeah. beats seven beats five beats it can be misused but um it can be really stretching. Gives them a chance to really think about the words they're using, yeah. Hmm, yeah. That's all we have time for today, folks. And you know, Bex mentioned our lesson planning resources there, which you can get access to by becoming an epic educator. And I always forget to mention them, so thank you, Bex. 
If you'd like a handy written guide to all the ideas in this podcast, a few we didn't have time for, and associated resources, head to epictales.co.uk slash learning to sign up as an epic educator. In the meantime, if you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, please let us know on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please do also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Barabbas will help us plan lessons in maths. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! cheerio. And we, we hope, hope to hear, hear your, your story, story soon. soon.